This is Tennis Quick Tips, episode 108. Hi, it's Kim from TennisFixation.com. I'm your host for the Tennis Quick Tips podcast. With every episode, Tennis Quick Tips brings you a quick and easy tip to improve your tennis game and to make sure you're having fun every time you step on court. This week, we're talking about something that I've only recently come to have a real stand on, something that I used to not care too much about, but now I have found really within only the last two weeks that I do care quite a bit and I have a position on this. And what I'm talking about is choosing sides in doubles. And I am not talking about choosing which side to start on, like when you spin your racket at the beginning of a match and you're trying to decide, are you going to start on the sunny side of the court or the other side? Are you going to start on the side that's more windy? No, what I'm talking about is choosing which side you will return from And that's a decision made between you and your partner. So choosing whether or not you'll return from the deuce side or the ad side. And I'll tell you to start with, I'm a righty. And so the deuce side for me is often what I refer to as the forehand side. And the ad side for me is what I often refer to is as the backhand side. And you may call it that too, but for this discussion, I'm going to try to use the terms deuce and add because I know there's some lefties out there. And just because you're playing on the quote forehand side doesn't mean you're just hitting forehands or predominantly forehands. Similarly, if you're on the add or backhand side, you might not be hitting exclusively or even predominantly backhands. So I'm going to try really hard to keep myself to using the terms deuce court and add court. But if I mess up, just know I'm a righty. And to me, the deuce court is the forehand and the add court is the backhand. So one of the very first things you will talk about when you get a partner in tennis, especially if it's a new partner, someone you've never played with before, is which side do you want to play on? And my position has always been, I have never really had a personal preference as to which side I wanted to play on. I always have deferred to my partners. Now, let me tell you, I think I've mentioned this before, I play with a lot of partners. I do not have a regularly assigned partner that I play with every week. Right now, I'm on three tennis teams, which I think I've mentioned is way too many tennis teams to be involved with, but that's what I'm doing right now. And it is very possible every week that on all three teams, I play with a different partner each week. So... Three different partners in a week, four different weeks in a month. I can have up to 12 different partners in a month. That doesn't usually happen to me, but there have been times when literally 
I have not played with the same person more than one time in a month. So I've always taken the position in this initial trying to figure out who's going to do what, I've always taken the position that I defer to my partner's preferences because I have always felt pretty much like whether I played the do side of the court or the ad side of the court, I was pretty equal on each side. Not that I played each side the same or just as well, but there were some good things I knew I could do when I started out in the deuce court, and there were some other things I knew I could do well when I started out in the ad court. So I usually took the position that if my partner really had a strong preference, I was going to let them make the choice, and I would take what was left. And I would say, this is the very first thing you need to consider when choosing sides in your doubles match. Does someone have a strong personal preference? You probably know there are many players who absolutely only want to play one side or the other. And they will make it very clear. They will even go to the captain and say, I can only play, for example, the ad side. And it does seem like there's a lot of people who, if they have a strong preference, it's for the ad side. But they'll tell the captain, I can only play the ad side, so only put me with players who are willing to play the deuce side. I know this is true, because when I captained, I had people who told me things like that, and I currently play on a team where I know that there are at least two players who are known as ad court players. And if you're not willing to play the deuce side, you're not going to get partnered with these people. So the first thing to consider when choosing sides is, does someone have a really strong personal preference for one side or the other? If so, you might want to defer to that. You might want to let that be the way you decide which side each of you is going to play in a match. Now, having said that, that is not the only thing you can look at in this situation. And in fact, even if someone does have a strong personal preference, there might be other things to take into consideration. And this is where I would say that my position as far as what I now tell my partners and what I choose to do has changed. So what are other factors that you might take into consideration when deciding which side each partner should take? The second thing I would look to is, does someone have a great shot to take advantage of? A shot that really only works if they're returning from one side of the court or the other. This actually just happened to me on Monday of this week. I played with a partner who really wanted the forehand side. She was very insistent on that from the beginning. And of course, the forehand side is the deuce side. And it was because she had a great forehand return. I mean, really good. That forehand return was so good that it was definitely worth her being on that side of the court. So she played the deuce side. I took the ad side and it worked out great. And we won the match. And I do believe her return had a lot to do with that. So the number two factor to consider is, 
does somebody have a really great shot that they can take advantage of on one side of the court or the other? Number three, I would look at poaching. Is someone really good at poaching? Is one of the partners particularly aggressive up at the net? Does one of the partners have a better forehand or backhand volley that you want to put them into position to poach? And similarly, maybe even is there a way to set up a combo where one of the partners is hitting a great return that leaves the other partner open to poach? Again, this happened to me recently. I was actually playing the deuce side and I um, kind of have a good return where I can hit a very wide return, a return that actually bounces in the alley and that almost always can set my partner up for a good poach or it means that the returner is um, the person on the other side of the net. I'm the returner, um, but that my opponent is going to hit a bad shot in response. Either they're going to hit a shot that my partner can poach or they're going to hit a shot that by attempting to avoid my poaching partner is a bad shot. So that number three thing to look into is, is one of the partners a better poacher or a more aggressive net player? And where does that partner want to be positioned so that their better volley is up at the net? They're in position with that. Number four, I would look at down the line returns is one of the partners better is one of their volley sides better than the others as far as protecting against those down the line returns and honestly this may be something that you think about because you know your opponents and you know whether or not they're very likely to hit down the line returns or you're playing more advanced level of tennis where down the line returns can be expected. I think um, at lower levels, this might not be the kind of thing that really impacts the decision as to who's going to return from the deuce court and who's going to return from the ad court because at lower levels, you're going to see a lot more cross-court returns and keeping it towards the middle. Finally, another factor I would look at is lob coverage. Uh, If you think about two righty partners playing together, the person who is in the deuce court, if a ball is lobbed over their partner's head, then that person is very likely to be taking that initial lob, depending on how high it goes or how deep it is, with their backhand. So is it better for one partner or the other to take that lob with a backhand? A lot of balls in doubles are going to come to the middle of the court. So who is better to have with their backhand in the middle if both players are righties. So that's another thing you might take into consideration when choosing sides. Now, I said right up front that I had kind of changed my position on this. Initially, I was, as I said, very 
willing to let whoever my partner was make the decision as to whether they would return from the deuce court or the ag court, and then I would just take whatever was left. In the last few weeks, I've really gotten to a position where I feel like, you know what? I like playing (laughs) the ad court. I like being the backhand player. I think for a number of reasons that's true. And I've decided going forward, I'm going to be a little bit more forceful in making that choice when I'm matched up with partners particularly if I continue to get partners, as I do, as I'm sure a lot of us do when you have a new partner, who they also say right out of the box, oh, you know, it's okay with me, whatever side, I don't care. I'm going to be the one to say, well, in that case, I'll take the backhand side or I'll take the ad court side and let's see what happens. But it is something to consider. There's a lot of different factors you can look at. So when you get out there, be thinking about those things I listed. Um, Let me look at them real quick again. I have a note here to myself where I wrote them down. So be thinking about, number one, do you or your partner have a strong personal preference about which side you want to take? Number two, does one of you have a great shot that you can take advantage of by being on one side or the other. Number three, is one of you a great poacher? And is there a way you can set that up by starting on a particular side? Number four, who's going to be better at covering that down the line return if you think that's a real possibility in your match? And number five, who's going to be better set up for covering the lob? Is it going to be uh, the person who has their backhand towards the middle or is it going to be the person who has their forehand in the middle? And that may determine, if you think you're playing lobbers, that may determine who takes which side, who's going to be able to cover the lob better. Well, those are the things that I'm looking at and that I think you should look at when you're choosing sides and doubles. It's not a decision to take real lightly, but once you get underway, you know there's a lot of switching around, so it's not the end of the world if, like me, you somehow feel like you made the wrong choice to start your match. You can always switch it up in the second set and see what happens. That's it for this week's Tennis Quick Tip. I want to uh, tell you about a little housekeeping matter I've noticed A lot of you are probably on iPhones and listen to this podcast using the podcast app on your iPhone. The other podcast listening app I really like is Stitcher, and Tennis Quick Tips is on both of those. And I've noticed recently that only 100 episodes of this and any other podcast are being shown in the feed. So... That means each week another podcast episode is dropping off. But if you want to get all of the Tennis Quick Tips podcast episodes, even including um, those very early ones that no longer appear in the iTunes or Stitcher feed, just head over to tennisfixation.com slash podcast. I have every single Tennis Quick Tips podcast listed there. They're easy for you to um look through if you want to look at all of those 
on one page and then you can just click on the title of a particular one. It'll take you straight to the show notes for that episode. And on that show notes page, there is a little media player where you can actually listen to that podcast episode. So just wanted you to know they haven't disappeared. I haven't taken them out of my feed. They will always be there and you can always find them on the tennisfixation.com website. Again, tennisfixation.com slash podcast. If you want to look at the show notes for this episode, you can also head over to tennisfixation.com. I will have the show notes at tennisfixation.com slash quicktips108. So head over there, check out the show notes, and you can always leave me a comment down at the bottom of that show notes page to let me know what you think about this particular topic or to suggest any other topic you would like to hear on Tennis Quick Tips. Thanks so much for listening, and as always, happy tennis.